You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation. Welcome to the exciting world of the movies. Smoking is not permitted in this auditorium. It's the law. Certificates are available at the box office. Thanks for helping us keep the theater clean. As you exit the auditorium, please deposit litter in trash receptacles in the lobby. Please be considerate and don't talk during the show. All right, we are back on the movie graveyard. Summer break is over. <laughs> Took the whole summer off, most of the spring, but we are back to watch some more movies, talk about them, let you guys feel the goodness that was the 1980s and 90s of film. Today we're rolling along with a, a special film that has not gotten its historical due. So we want to shine a light on it. We're talking about the Wes Craven mid-80s. I want to say classic, but it's not a classic because nobody likes it. Deadly Friend. So we're going to go ahead and get started here. Goat and Ladybird, you know who we be. We're going to do a countdown. We have, we're rolling off this rental DVD. I think it's the only version of it available at all. Um so fucking bootleg the release of this movie is is I, I looked on Voodoo to see like I was like there has to be like an HD version of this somewhere this is a rental? yeah from oh. Netflix um it's a piece of shit DVD I mean I it, it's it's not available on Blu-ray but I looked on Voodoo they don't even have it on HD and Voodoo hmm. it's SD everywhere yeah I noticed that's a thing <laughs> SD yeah. who, who watches that? In the era of downloaded streaming bullshit, why why would why is SD streaming like a thing? That's, but it's even on TV too. The cable providers like ours, yeah. like one of the more popular channels, Hallmark Channel has all its other channels, and it's only in SD. I don't understand that. Yeah, it's fucked up. <laughs> so. Um, the very beginning, like literally the one second mark of the DVD, it's just the Warner Brothers logo. That's kind of why this movie's so bad. It's a Warner Brothers movie. Um, I'm going to say one, two, three, go. If you want to follow along with your DVD or I guess your VHS at home, when I say go, hit play on your remote. So, okay, one, two, three, go. All right, and we are away. Look at that. Look at that great sound. English Dolby Digital Mono. <laughs> great fucking sound mix. All right, so I guess... Pretty much a theme of this movie will be what did Wes Craven originally intend to be in the movie and what got added in later at the behest of the studio. <clears throat> right off the bat, this is one of the reshoot things that, uh, you know, but, but I don't think this is, act, it, it's kind of tonally a weird opening for what this movie will become, but I think it's actually a good entertaining scene. You see a some like trucker mugger. He's breaking into a van. 
trying to steal the purse. Some lady left her purse in there. And now all of a sudden a robot hand will shoot out and choke him. Yeah, I remember when we first watched it. it this is my, this was my first time seeing this movie. I had no idea what I was in for. Yeah, but, uh, and I didn't <laughs> want to tell you anything. Cause I did, cause well, you kind of did tell me one big thing at first, and I kind of thought like that was going to ruin my perception of the movie, but... Mm. I don't. It didn't, but I don't know. Um, when it, when it first started, I had asked you, "Is this the beginning of the movie?" Because it just kind of seems like we jump into like a middle of yeah, a scene. Talk about a cold open. It's like literally yeah. Warner Brothers logo, and then like <laughs> you feel like you're in the middle of like yeah, a scene. That's like, why it was, yeah. It was strange. <laughs> Definitely, you know, with reshoots, you just shoot that shit and you slap it in. Oh, here's my favorite baby beef burgers. Yeah, they was they was getting some takeout from the ba- from the world famous baby beef burgers. Well, the place is called Burger Heaven, but yeah, ba- <laughs> but they got the baby. For some reason, they gotta tell you they ha- they sell baby meat, cow meat. <laughs> yeah, and the trucker mugger grabbing his throat there, and then we hard cut to the um, you know, the titles, and then finally it feels like a a real movie. I thought it was a pretty creepy beginning. Yeah. I didn't, because again, I don't know, I didn't know, I don't know what to expect the first time I saw it, so that, I thought it was, it was a strange uh, intro, but I thought it was cool. Yeah, like, um, uh, I, I think a lot of people, like, going to the theater even, um, probably, like, had the same, like, response, like, you did, because <laughs> when I watched the trailer for this like it literally just makes it seem like Christy Swanson is like some evil girl. Like they really don't even show the guys that much. They just keep showing her like looking evil, and like there's like this terrible voiceover saying like her character like all these creepy things. She wants to be your friend. She oh. wants to like. And I was just like it totally was not the fucking movie like at all. I don't know. I have, I have an opinion about this movie. I feel like it's too separate movies <laughs> right and i feel like the like if you're saying that's what the trailer was like i feel like that was the trailer for the second part of the movie <laughs> right and it's it's based on a book yeah i saw that called friend and uh like right off the bat we're, we're this almost feels like a like a early 80s steven spielberg movie because you have like this this teenage kid and his mom and, and his his pet robot, I guess. That seems friendly now. Yeah. <laughs> BB, which um, a lot of people don't know this, but J.J. Uh, Abrams is actually a big uh, 70s and 80s horror fan. He actually um, paid to get the movie Phantasm remastered. And then this one, this is where he came up with the BB-8 idea with the round-headed uh, robot named BB. That's the that's where I when you first told me that I was kind of like oh I wish you didn't tell me that because I was gonna be you know me and BB Eight I will yeah. bring up his little things all day every day just to make fun of it but yeah um I was just ima- I was just thinking I was gonna the whole time I was just gonna be thinking about BB Eight but it was actually the opposite I just kept thinking if BB Eight actually was like this BB yeah. DSW would have been way better. Yeah, I mean, sure. not like killer or whatever, but just no, it, it, with so much more personality, like this BB one. Like I know people think BB Eight and Star Wars has all this personality, but he really doesn't compared to this robot. Yeah. Like this robot really steals the show. Yeah, and I mean, I'll go as far as to say, like you know, like I mean, I saw this movie when it came out. I was probably like eight or nine years old when this came out. 
Like, so, I mean, I had clear memories and, like, I had all the Fangorias at the time that covered, like, the release of this movie. <laughs> so, like, I like I knew about it, but even watching it again now as an adult, like, like I totally, uh, yeah. Some here come, work there. <laughs> yeah, the paperboy comes and falls over the curb because he can't believe this awesome robot that's, like, <laughs> I think the robot looks great because it actually looks like, it actually is a real functional robot. Yeah. Um, I was reading on the trivia that the robot could, because you know how the robot's always doing this strong shit? They claim that this robot, the way they build it, because they build it with real metal parts, it could actually lift 1,500 pounds. What? Yeah. Wow. Because if you look at the arms, it's not like, see the, like the pistons and the hydraulics and shit? Yeah. Like, it really is like a factory grade robot. Wow. But yeah, watching this again as an adult, like, you know, this, this, uh, tale of this boy and his robot and all that. Like, um, like I actually wanted the whole movie to be like this. Yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, that was kind of, like, one thing that, I don't know, I was, I guess I was disappointed by this movie in the end, because I did, like, they start you off on this, like, awesome story with this boy and his robot, and, like, you see the development, even of the robot, how he's explaining you know, right now that, like, he learns, you know, he's basically learning and, you know, you don't know what he's going to do next because he's just learning along the way. It's like, then, like, even BB started having his own personality, so I kind of grew attached to him and then, yeah. like, that changed, like, right in the middle of the movie pretty much. I was kind of like, oh, like, okay, I guess this is the movie now. Like, it just, it was strange. <laughs> yeah, like, I feel like... I mean, obviously, before this, a couple years before this had been, like, The Terminator, which was all about, you know, uh, artificial intelligence. Yeah, here he goes. <laughs> He's moving pianos. This is, like, a comical scene, even. He's all moving in sped-up motion to plug yeah, himself. I thought that was funny. And then when he plugs himself, he's like... <laughs> like, see that part? You could totally see where J.J. Abrams stole, like, the BBA. Like, Whoa! Well, even, like, the little thing coming out and, like... Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I I couldn't help it, but all I could think about was the lighter. <laughs> yeah. When he, when he was doing that. And I know... I know BB-8 kind of does the R2 thing where he... Yeah. His little gadgets come out and he helps or whatever, but I don't know. <laughs> yeah, this BB is almost like a combination of, like, R2-D2... Yeah. Like, I can't remember if which came out first, this or Short Circuit, but Yeah, I was going to say, he reminds me a lot of... Johnny yeah. Five. yeah, Johnny Five. Which Johnny Five was another story about robot coming alive, being intelligent. But I mean, this one is like this one doesn't really take like the giant leap of like BB is like so self aware that he has all these like world domination plans and stuff. No, oh, yeah. Like I think this was like even though there had been Terminator and stuff before, like this is one of the f the first ones. Look, BB uh, doing the the lawn mowing. <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Like, this whole beginning of this movie is all about how awesome this fucking guy's robot is. Like, yeah. it really draws you in, like, you know, with the sense of, uh, I don't know, just, like, whimsy and adventure and stuff. But it, this was one of the first ones where it really was, like, yeah, he was artificially intelligent. And, like, they even had, for a while, the script was even called Artificial Intelligence. Um, but it was, like, I think in this movie, like, the artificial intelligence is kind of, like in a more realistic way where it's like slowly developing throughout the movie. Like it's not like BB is like so super smart that he could just take over the whole world or hack yeah. into a computer or some bullshit. You know what I mean? It's not like But I think what made Skynet. him cool was that like 
he has like that dark side, but it was like to protect his his friend, his maker, and the yeah. family. You know, like that's what I liked about it. Yeah, he's like because he's free thinking. He's willing to be violent, and he is violent throughout the movie, but only in to protect the people that he cares about. Yeah, it was like protecting his family. Yeah, so here we have BB and the main boy. Um, Meeting the girl. Yeah. <laughs> 16-year-old 16, 16 Christy Swanson. Definitely in her uh, her days of dating much older Alan Thicke, 45-year-old Alan Thicke. Um, she was 16? Yeah, yeah like I, she, I read an interview with her where she said she filmed this movie when she was 16. and Like, yeah. She like, was dating him then? Oh, I know she was dating him for sure when she was 17. So oh. And he was like 42 or something. But, so, yeah. Strange. <laughs> yeah. So like in, in the first in the first uh, scene, you know, we we meet this girl and it's just so obvious because she got bruises and stuff, and the, that she's getting abused by her father because her father like runs out the door, tells her to get in here. It's a creeper. Yeah. Now we cut to the main boy with his with the paper boyfriend, and the and like right off the bat, like he says, "Oh, did you see Sam? Yeah, she's got some great tits, like." <laughs> It was so weird. It, it was so weird because like they would never get like, you like I understand this was obviously a a much better like a different time, um, you know in like movies and stuff, and like things were more cruel. Like this was like really like the hot the heyday of like Porky's and shit. Mm. But like that's like your main character pretty much. You're talking. About. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I, mean? Like, it's just... I mean to be honest, when she first came out. That was the first thing I noticed, but just because I'm a girl, yeah. and I notice things like that when they're... Because she's, like, a super young... I mean, it, yeah. it's obvious she's not a 30-year-old playing a yeah. teen. Like, she she is, like, the real deal. Yeah. And she's got that giant rack. Yeah, I know what you're saying. But, I mean, I don't know. Even just seeing her like that and they're supposed to be young, it was, like, strange yeah. to me that they, like, featured that. Yeah, and here we're introduced to, I mean, there's a couple bullies, but I would say this is the main bully, the old lady that lives across the street that uh, they deliver the papers to. Like, here mm. she comes coming out. She just sees a robot. These kids have a robot. She pulls out a double-barreled shotgun. Well, it's funny, too. He's like, oh, she does that to me a million times. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't even care. Mm-mm. And the other the kids, the new kid is like, uh, okay. <laughs> I know. So this movie came out in 86, and so did Short Circuit. They really? Came out, well, I don't know in terms of, like, wide release and if there was a yeah. difference back then, but Short Circuit came out in May, and then this came out in October. Yeah. And Wes Craven had to reshoot a bunch of shit and everything, so, like, this, the production of this movie dragged on for a while, I was reading. And, um... And basically, I mean, even though they, like, just the fact that they came out the same year, there's no way they could have really even ripped each other off, because it's not like, you know, the studios, whatever. Because the only part that really looks like Johnny Five is the eyes, I would say, on the robot. But I think that's kind of like, at the time, kind of like, you know how when we were younger, like, aliens on TV always had that big head and big eyes? Yeah. It's kind of like that thing, I think, where, like, the all robots kind of all look like that. Yeah. That's like what you imagine them to look like. And here we're introduced to a local bully gang of uh, motorcycle toughs. Oh no. Start beating the kids <laughs> up and BB straight grabs this guy's dick. Somehow BB knows that that's a very sensitive area. Yeah, yeah. 
Well, he's he's mapped out to be the human brain or whatever, so maybe he yeah. knows anatomy and everything. <laughs> and you will squeeze him to death. Because he grabbed that the, other... He's got the compressors. Yeah. <laughs> I think it would be scary. I mean, unless they just used like a... You know, like a different dummy hand for the insert. But if I was that guy, I'd be nervous about that <laughs> thing grabbing my dick. But he really could, like, crush it off. Yeah. But that's what I mean. It's like... It's like, this is the kind of scenes, like, they wish they could do in movies now, but they just don't have the guts. <laughs> like, like now in movies, like, the bully just beats the kids up and leaves. Yeah. <laughs> like, nobody really gets their comeuppance. I was surprised, because, like, I thought he would, like, pull something, like, before he left. Like, I didn't really think he was actually gonna, like, run away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think he's so cute. <laughs> I know. I, I think that's obviously the intention, though, you know? Yeah. And um, one thing I really like about this movie, and I kind of always, like, had this feeling, like, even as a kid watching it, but especially I've noticed it even more now, is I like the atmosphere of it. It has very much, like, that Spielberg-esque atmosphere, and I think yeah. I think a lot of it has to do that they, they shot it on the, the back lot, no. so, like, you can tell, like, the houses and stuff, like, yeah. these houses are, like, all very detailed, and, like, like the wraparound street there, are, like, all those, um, it, it, it looks almost exactly like the street that's in Fright Night, mm. but I looked it up, it's not, like, the Fright Night one was... Uh, filmed at the Disney lot, and this mm. was filmed at the Warner Brothers lot. But they both have that same like turn in the bend that mm. they put on like fake streets, so j- just to like block your view so you can't like see yeah. like all the way down. No, th- th- <laughs> this was weird. Yeah, this was a big theme in movies back then. Like, um, I don't know if you remember, but in Gremlins, like, the guy had a room like this, too, where, like, you go upstairs into an attic. Yeah. Except in that one, in this one, the kid's room is down there, and then the attic is, like, whatever. Yeah, the way the stairs are connected to the bedroom, that, when I first saw it, I was like, oh, hell no. Yeah, you go into the closet, and then (laughs) the closet has just a a full-on staircase, not even, like, the little pull-down thing that you climb up. Yeah. So, Chrissy Watson... She came over to visit for like literally three minutes, brought some cookies. And this creeper. Yeah, her her dad, who's just so obviously like abusive asshole, grabbed him by the arm. You'll and never. The mom knows right away. Yeah, yeah, the mom knows. And what's weird is that if if that like that kind of thing were to happen in, I can't help but compare it. If that thing were to happen in a modern movie, the parent would still be so oblivious, like, oh, okay, yeah. goodbye, good night. Like they wouldn't. Oh, even, nice like, to meet you. Notice, yeah. Whereas I, I was kind of, I noticed that she off right away was like, oh, like what's going on there? You know, like that's weird. Yeah. So here we have. That's uh, gnarly. Yeah, this was one of the reshoots as well. Basically, what happened with this movie? Was Wes Craven wanted to actually make... Even though the book is very horrific. Mm. Um, I'll go into some of the differences with the book later. But the book is very horrific. Like, it pulls no punches. But, um... Could you read the book? No, but I read, like, the summary of it. Because yeah. I was curious after we watched this, like, what the differences were. Yeah. But Wes Craven wanted this movie to be his ticket, like, out of the horror ghetto, you know? Yeah. So he wanted to make a more mainstream... He Like, he saw the movie as being si- strictly just science fiction thriller. Like, pretty much, like, bloodless or whatever. Yeah. And the, 
And then, like, he started to have some second doubts, so he did film one of the dream sequences, like, a little later on. But what happened is, while they were making this movie, it was as at the time that Elm Street was getting bigger and bigger. Mm-hmm. So when they did the, um, the, the test screening, oh like, the fans who knew, knew who <laughs> Wes Craven was. So, yeah, so, just to break what I was saying there, Chrissy Swanson's about to get molested by her dad. She breaks a vase off, stabs it in his in his uh yeah, so chest <laughs> and he's all laughing as he squirts blood all over her face oh and, like God. pretty much ejaculating the blood all over her face and the fact that he's like laughing and stuff. yeah like he's not hurt by it all oh my gosh but anyway the test the test audience expected this to be like nightmare on elm street so they complained that there wasn't no gore wow. so imagine a studio nowadays warner <laughs> warner brothers was really like you have to go film some gory ass shit <laughs> So, like, they just started filming all this stuff that, like, a lot of it didn't make sense. Like, all the death scenes they refilmed to be more gory. And then they started adding all these dream sequences. Because Warner Brothers was also, like, like yeah, like, Freddy's cool. You, like, you get all these dream sequences. You don't know what's a dream what's not, so. Yeah, at first I was confused. I was like, is this really happening? And yeah. then and then she stabbed him like that. And he was just gushing and gushing. And I was like, is this for real? I still couldn't figure it out right away. I was like, oh, my gosh. I mean, this this movie, I will say, really, like just hits you out of nowhere sometimes with these dream sequences but i will say watching this the other night was was i kind of got nostalgic for like just i don't remember like a lot of horror movies just had like not as many as this movie had but like they would just have like a random nightmare scene in the middle and you would never know if it was like happening or not i like how he's playing basketball yeah like give it to me give it to me (laughs) to me this is like the tommy wiseau version of basketball because like (laughs) Nobody, everybody's like dribbling the ball super high, like he to their to face. Play. Let him play. <laughs> yeah, the robot oh, finally wants go. to take a shot, but he doesn't have like the arm movement. I don't think. I think that's why it went wrong. So all he can do is oh. throw it backwards. That's cool. Works. <laughs> yeah, but it goes all the way across the street into the old uh, ladies. The, by the way, the old lady is Anne Ramsey, who I think a lot of people, if you don't know her from this movie. She was the lady that got real famous from being in that Billy Crystal movie, Throw Mama from the Train. Mm, I recognize her from a lot of stuff. Yeah. So they tried to go across the street. Which, by the way, like, how did Christy Swanson's dad let her out to go play basketball? Yeah, there were a lot of parts where I was kind of like... I mean, uh, on the part where she, she went over to take the almost home pastries, whatever yeah, those things cookies were, like, or whatever. moon pies or whatever, like, it was, like, dark outside, and I was like, how did he let her out? Yeah. And she mentions, like, I thought you were sleeping. But mm. yeah, then there's other times where I'm kind of like, how is she free to just go out? Like, there's a scene later on where she's over for dinner and stuff, and I'm like, well, doesn't the dad want her around for for Thanksgiving or whatever? It looks like it's Thanksgiving or something. Yeah. But Yeah, yeah it is like, Thanksgiving. I just, I don't know, there were some parts where I was like, how is she free to, like, go wherever she wants when he's always on top of her? Oh, but I was going to ask on that scene where they were in the room or whatever, and she's like, I won't touch you whenever I like or whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah, was that supposed to be... Like, referencing that he does, like, a... Like, molester. molester. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, because... Because all we really see are, like, bruises. Like, I don't... Yeah. Really ever get the impression that he, like, does anything to her. Because... Sexually. I don't know if I just missed, like, the lines or whatever, but I was reading in the book, it's more like... 
it's more just like he's like maybe there's more in the book, but it, but basically the book is he's taking it out on her that the mom left. Oh. So he's just always angry or whatever. Yeah, that's what that that was the impression I got. But um, yeah, that dream sequence it definitely implies like like because he's coming into a room like in the middle of the night acting all creepy yeah. you know it definitely applies it but it's hard to say really like because that was a, a reshoot scene you know so yeah. it's like maybe they didn't i don't know maybe that originally wasn't part of the story so this doctor's like super creeped out because this super genius kid can like reanimate bodies <laughs> yeah basically he's talking about by the way we haven't mentioned that and, and this is a good time to get into the difference in the book, the main boy, he is super smart, but he's more just like a normal go-to-school uh, kid. And by the way, they're way younger in the book. In the mm. book, they're 13. Oh, wow. Yeah, so like... Dang. So like, um, in this one, they make the kid like... He is like high school age, kind of, I think. But, but he's in college. But he, yeah, he's like super advanced. And he's studying like... Uh, uh, I guess because like pretty much neurology, yeah. like brain neurology... And he's talking about, like, he, you know, he's developing, like, basically this this circuit he designed for his robot. He can do it in the, hu- in the human cadaver, make the parts move and all this shit. Yeah. So he, even before anything kind of goes wrong in this movie, well, I guess Chrissy Swanson always getting beat up by her dad is wrong. But before shit gets really, <laughs> like, morbid or whatever, like, um... Like, yeah, he's already, they're, they're planting the seeds that, you know, he can, like, and I have to say, like... He can do some dark shit. Yeah, yeah, he, I mean, he can reanimate a corpse, which that's way different than the book, where he's just, like, a normal kid. And I think that was actually a good change for the movie. Well, because even the doctor was kind of like, oh, shit, like, yeah, the, what, what is this kid, what can this kid do? Yeah, because the doctor's kind of like, this is kind of immoral, making yeah. this, you know. Now, here, here, we, here we get the Halloween scene. Which, this threw me off, because, like, they're shaving cream, like, Christy Swanson is shaving creaming, like, like, maybe there's a reason why her dad never lets her out, like, and, like, and, like, uh, the, the main guy, he's, like, wearing a trash can, like, literally for costume. Yeah. BB's got a hat with the, a bat with a bat on his antenna. <laughs> I couldn't. I thought he was supposed to be Batman at first, but then I saw him with the hat, and I was like, I don't know what that is. Yeah. Another guy was kind of like a cheap Frankenstein. <laughs> so this is this is where it's going to start all going wrong. And I have to say, like, this is the death in the film that I felt the most. Yeah. They want to get back at the old lady because like she has her her fin- her yard like all fenced in with a padlock, which I don't know how the fuck she ever gets out because the padlock is on the outside. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, like it's like yeah, a... Com- she might go through the back. It's like a combination lock or something, yeah. But, like, so BB, like, he can he can do a combination. Like, he literally, he's just going to spin the little dial, like, on all the hundreds of millions of combinations. Like a times. Yeah, until, like, it moves, like, you know, pops open. And, like, my first thought was, why doesn't he just turn it until he hears the clicks? <laughs> but it's like, well, he can't hear it. Yeah, I don't think he... Well, I don't know, they talk to him, so maybe he oh, can yeah, hear. Oh, that's true. But, um... <laughs> but maybe he just hears, like, words. And yeah. I don't know if he necessarily would respond. I mean, you'd have to have, like, super hearing to hear the inside of the tumbler yeah. in a lock that small. It's different with a vault, you know? Yeah. But I did, I thought I thought <laughs> like how we just bust in there. Yeah, the like, robots are ah. robots. Like I'm gonna do the prank. <laughs> but the prank is basically they're just gonna scare the lady by ringing her doorbell because you know nobody should be able to get you know. So up. he turns them off. 
Yeah, so the guy turns BB off, which obviously he's been evolving because he doesn't stay off. And th- this is, like, the only part of the movie that, like, really kind of bugs me is because... <laughs> Samantha goes up to the door and she's going to ring the doorbell which immediately makes like a giant like lights and siren alarm go off. Yeah. And instead of running away, I just I hate this fucking scene where she stands there and, and she screams. like she holds her ears and screams. I it's know. like it's like the fakest fucking response. I know. When we first saw I was kind of like, why is she oh, doing that? It's terrible. <laughs> just run yeah. away. Oh, and then she has to fall down. And then she trips, so the guys <laughs> have to try to help her. And instead of just running out, they try to they run to the side to hide in the bushes. Yeah. But uh, of course, the old lady's going to come out with a shotgun. Uh, and then for some reason, BB turns on by himself. Uh, I guess he I guess he wasn't like fully turned off or something. He could hear him. He he thinks that like they're in danger. Well, but he's also like evil because his eyes are red now. He's like mad, yeah, because he yeah. hates that lady. Yeah. And by the way, the BB the robot. In case you haven't seen this movie. He only says one thing. He says BB. No. Yeah, here he is getting blown apart. And I, I, I gotta say, to watching this the other night, I was really kind of like, oh fuck. And it's this. like a slow death too. Yeah, he gets his arm blown off. And then his head. His head shot. Shot in the heart. Yeah. <laughs> and look, she's still there. Look, you see him all on fire. His face is on fire. Oh yeah. God. And then he gets blown away. Yeah. Yeah, just rubble and... And then seeing his, the boy's reaction. Yeah. Oy, oy, oy. Yeah, he just... <laughs> and that's... Uh, uh, like, yeah, it's like the idea And roll the credits. <laughs> this is where, to me, that was the split in the movie. Yeah, now the new... Now the real movie begins. <laughs> now the real Wes Craven master of horror. <laughs> like, he's done with all the Steven Spielberg, I'm gonna go mainstream shit. <laughs> And now he's sad. What did you notice on the other scene? He was actually like teaching the class. Yeah, like it, it's it's kind of weird, like what's going on, because like at the college he teaches some of the classes and then he takes over. I didn't understand this is still sh- picture of the house. I guess they didn't have like a good like drive up shot. Yeah, they just take like a freeze frame of the house and they cut inside. So like this part, like like. I mean, for a guy that's, like, so possessive of his daughter or whatever, it's like, don't yeah. you think he would want her with him? Like, why would he just be like, okay, honey, go have Thanksgiving dinner with the neighbors? <laughs> well, the, the, when the mom her. says, like, the prayer or whatever, she says something about, and may Sam's de- dad stay dead all day or whatever. Because no. <laughs> he was, like, passed out on the couch, which I actually yeah. I actually did find that believable, the, the college football you know, Thanksgiving games. I, I could see him. And I, and he was watching TV. I think it was like a football audio thing. And, yeah. and he's all drunk. I, I, I could see that happening. He would stay drunk. But, I mean, we're so... It's still so early in this film, it feels like. Yeah. I for sure thought um, the death of BB was, like, way later. Yeah. Like, we're 27 minutes into it. We just... Well, literally, the scene before was the death of BB... And then there's a whole hour. Pretty much. We have well, we have that short scene of them eating dinner, and now she's gonna go home, and like this is where she's gonna get killed. So it's like BB's death and her death are pretty much like, literally like back to back scenes in the movie. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And that's like uh, the whole point of the story was just, you know, in in the in the book, it's more like he has no friends at all. Hmm. So BB was his only friend at first. 
Like, look at, like, the, the booze bottles all over the floor of this house and shit. There's, like, it looks like there'd be rats running around. There's, just, like, dirty table. The food on the table. Food on the table, yeah. And she sees her dad. He got up off the couch, so now she's all scared. What a scary moment, though, for, like, a kid who lives in an abusive home. Like, yeah. you walk in, you see, like, oh, he's not on the couch. Where is he? Like, I, I totally felt that, like, fear. Yeah, I mean, Wes Craven, you know, was a good filmmaker. Yeah. And I think he could have done something different than all these horror movies that he did. Um, like, he enjoyed doing the horror movies, but I know, like, he just got tired of doing one kind of movie all the time. And I think with this movie, he was really trying to, you know, like, show all these, these like, these more dramatic situations that he could do it. And I, I think it works. I think, honestly, I think, <laughs> I think Christy Swanson was awesome. Um, I, this is, this is, like, actually still a ways before Buffy the Vampire Slayer, yeah. like, six, seven years. But, um, she also was in the adaptation of, uh, was it Flowers in the Attic? She was awesome in that, too, when she was uh, young. But, yeah. Jeez. And that, that's how, oh. that's how it happens in the book, too. Like, yeah. he's all drunk and throws her down the stairs. Ugh. And there's always that moment where then all of a sudden they, like, are scared and they care. It's like, yeah. well, I don't know if he necessarily cares, but. Oh, he just gets scared <laughs> of going to jail. It's just like. Oh, what what did you think was gonna happen when you kept slapping her around? I mean, you're literally pretty much punching Ugh. your daughter on the top of a long ass staircase, yeah. like somebody's gonna fall. What what I what kind of got me the other day watching it was just seeing like such a young girl, and then when she dies, like she just like they do the big stunt where obviously like a stunt person falls down the stairs, but then she what actually kills her was she hits like the wall at yeah. the bottom of the stairs. And then what she did was doing that death twitch. Yeah. Yeah, that was brutal. <laughs> and this part, uh, like, it just... That was creepy, yeah. like, when the dad's, like, making up the excuse that she, like, tripped on some shit on the stairs. Like, yeah, like, just that pattern of how abusers act, like, it's so scary. Yeah. Because they're so good at it. At acting like everything's normal. <laughs> I know. And pretty much the doctors are saying that her... Her brain is bleeding, so they're they're going to like try and cut open her brain, I guess, to relieve the breathing. I keep saying breathing. I mean to say bleeding. Oh. But um, yeah, they cut her brain open here. But like, she's pretty much just already dead. Like her brain is dead. Uh Everything. What was kind of fucked up to me was like the doctors, like they know something funny happened, but like the police, like and everything, like they don't give a shit. Yeah, no vital signs. So they're going to go ahead and put her on life support just to see if there's any, like, anything She's such a pretty kid. (laughs) Jeez. I mean, I would thought that when she was, like, walking up that scene where she was going up the stairs. I was like, oh, my gosh, her face is, like, it's too angelic to be so fearful, you know? And, and And I think that's why, I mean, her acting is good in it, but I think so much of, like, what leads the, you know... The emotion for the character was that she looked so young, you yeah. know? She did look like a kid. Yeah. So now he's having a breakdown about her. Yeah. The main character, Paul. Which, by the way, I was glad, too. Like, his name... I, I can't remember if his real name was Paul, too, in the book. 
but he's supposed to be like a little overweight 13 year old kid in a book oh, wow so so his his name that everybody calls him throughout their entire book everybody calls him piggy oh. and i have to i have to say i'm, I'm kind of like I, I think i don't know i think that would be annoying in a movie to see yeah. somebody get called piggy nonstop. yeah they have the sense to not be rude all the time yeah yeah back down. <laughs> Yeah, I know the lady who wrote the book. Um, unfortunately, she passed away a couple years ago. But I know the lady who wrote the book obviously didn't like the movie or whatever. Really? Yeah. Because, wow. like, they changed so much. Yeah. But, I mean, the book was, like, literally like Frankenstein. Yeah. Like, like, like he does put the chip in her brain in the in the book. But he, he also resurrects her um, with a lightning bolt. Like, exactly <laughs> like Frankenstein. That's funny. And then it's just like, yeah... And then this guy, I was always weird about him the whole time. The paperboy? Yeah. I started noticing in this scene, like, the paperboy guy, if you look at his eyes and kind of his nose and his mouth, he kind of reminds me of a young Chris Pine. <laughs> That's funny. Like, he's even kind of got the same kind of Chris Pine hair. <laughs> That's funny. He does kind of... Look like he does look like him. Yeah, like I didn't like, and even like knowing that, like watching it again right now, like the early scenes, you don't see it that much, but yeah. like here, like when when the camera's like framing his face a certain angle, he looks a lot like Chris Pine. What I thought was interesting too about the the mean guy was how he had braces, and they were like like especially at the beginning. They would do like fake, like close up shots, and he'd be smiling, and you could see him, and it was like no big deal. Like I know it's interesting. Now it's like everybody just I don't know. Well, I guess now they're starting to get away from it, but kids always just like looked perfect <laughs> before. Yeah. Now they're trying to have them look diverse, but. So he's roped his his friend. Um, I think the paperweight guy. I think his name is Tom in the movie. He roped his friend. They're going to roofie the mom. <laughs> and then they're going to like... Oh, it he wants coffee. Yeah. <laughs> they're going to roofie the mom so she falls asleep. And then they're going to rush to the hospital before they the, they pull the life support on Christy Swanson. And they're going to try to put a, a microchip in her brain to wake her up. And like the way... And, it, and I don't know how it's described in the book, but I I, I thought the movie did a good job. Yeah, he puts a lot of this, like, roofy... And it's, it's like, so obvious. Yeah, it's like white roofy powder he's putting in his mom's uh, coffee. And by the way, like, even though she didn't have, like, a lot of scenes, I actually really like the mom in this movie. Like, yeah. you know, you don't see it so much now. Like, there's not, like, a lot of movies based around young people, and if they do, they just don't show the parents. But I think... The oh, lot... well, now parents are worthless yeah. in movies with kids. Like, this lady's actually a good mom. I mean, she gets yeah. roofied, but, I mean, that's not her fault. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, like, I think that was, a, like, looking back, you know, watching these movies now, like, it's a good unsung <laughs> this part's funny. hero type thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she drinks all this, this roofie coffee, and, and they're afraid she's going to, like, and notice. And the way they're looking. <laughs> taste she's like, oh, oh, I make good coffee. <laughs> and Tom spits his milk all over. And, I mean, this, this guy's got... Milk up in his eyelids his and shit. Eyeballs. That was a good spit take. That was oh one of the best God. spit takes I've ever seen. 
But no, but I think it was a good, like, unsung hero thing of these movies, the, the parents that, you know, like, a lot of these these kids' movies of the 80s, they had good parents in them. Yeah. I'm wide awake. Because <laughs> snoring. <laughs> yeah, and it's like a thankless role, but, but it, I don't know, like, like I, th- I found this lady, like, pretty, pretty believable. I don't, well, I don't, I don't think she was that, like, nothing, because, like, she cared about the girl neighbor, like, would have yeah. her over and stuff, and realized that her going over to their house was an escape for her and all that, so. Yeah. I thought she was good. So now she's telling him that they're taking her off an hour earlier than he thought. Yeah, pulling the plug early. Because apparently the coroner needs to go to sleep. Yeah, the coroner <laughs> wants to get some fucking shut eye. So let's <laughs> let's let's not give an extra hour to this sixteen-year-old girl. Let's go ahead and like basically kill her. This great moment here, and the mom stands up. She's been roofied. All of a sudden, she falls down, passes out. <laughs> I thought this was great, too, this, like, mad rush. Now, like, they're really behind on the time, you know? Yeah, like, a lot, too, because it's already 8.30, and they have to be there by 9. And I didn't see if this was, like, a Volkswagen van. Let's see if we can see the logo, but it's... Oh, they took it off. Oh, they took it off, but I think it is a Volkswagen van, because they took the logo off the front. I like that when they got to the hospital... The kid was like, when was the last time you drove this? Or when did when, was the, when did you learn how to drive? And he's like, right now, on the way yeah. over here. Yeah, because he's like banging into every trash can, <laughs> everything he drives. Like, and also, too, that thing, I mean, it didn't help that, obviously, he was driving all herky-jerky because he didn't know how to drive. But, it, like, that thing handles, like, a lump of shit on wheels. <laughs> like, it's just, like... Between the house and here. <laughs> yeah. No, oh, don't talk about BB anymore. Yeah, they got BB's battery for the respirator. Like, like they're gonna steal Christy Swanson out of this hospital, take her somewhere. Mother drinking. Yeah. This was. I have to say, this was like good banner between these two guys because the other guy. We we should say that Tom, like his dad's a janitor at the hospital, so that's how they got the keys to sneak in and shit. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah, I totally missed that. Yeah, cause cause that was a, that was the whole reason why um the guy like broke into his house like at six in the morning. Cause, oh, cause he, he's like, I, I need... thought he was talking about keys to like his car. No, no, he was talking about the keys to the I hospital. I totally missed that. Yeah, because he's like, I need your dad's keys. So basically, Tom has to stay in this like control room and not follow directions. Yeah, <laughs> at like nine o'clock, he's supposed to he's supposed to like turn off like the main power, and that's gonna be the diversion they need to sneak Christy Swanson. And I have to say, like, you know, obviously some shit goes wrong here. Some maintenance guys show up to drink coffee and shoot the shit. And this kid gets nervous and he flips the switch early. But, like, when the when the main power goes out in this, this um, hospital... I mean, this is a hospital, you know what I mean? Yeah. When it goes to, like, the, the auxiliary power and the backup lights and shit on the generator, people freak the fuck out. They start, <laughs> they start like, pushing, like, everybody over, the patients <laughs> over, the doctors are panicking. They're, like, <laughs> running out of this hospital and shit. Like, like, like they're acting like fucking, uh, it's a fire or something. It's weird. <laughs> but I mean, I, again, it's like a lot of people say, oh, this movie's just terrible. It's awful. And I, I think a lot of it has to do because it's such an outlandish premise, which, hey, it's an 80s movie. Either get with it or don't fucking watch it, you know? 
But, like, even, like, this scene where they're trying to beat the clock to do all this shit, I think there's, like, good filmmaking in this. Like, the tension, everything. Like, like I was all about it when we were watching it. And even the dad, he's just like, just kill her. It's yeah, like, the, the fucking dad is there for the plug pulling. He's And they're like, oh, we were going to wait until, you know, a couple more minutes. And then he's like, why? Pull it. This fucker just wants his daughter dead, man. <sighs> This fucking guy must hate, he's not crying, nothing, he just wants her dead. Like, he must fucking hate his ex-wife that much. Sad. I gotta say, like, I don't know if he was just, like, busy filming Freddy Part 2 or what, but I'm kind of shocked that Wes didn't get, um, uh, Robert England to play the dad role. <laughs> Cause like the guy, the guy who's the guy who is in the movie, I'm not familiar with him. I don't know his name. Is the guy who's in the movie is good. Don't get me wrong, but that just seems like a tailor made kind of role for Robert England, you know? Oh man, he did it early while the guy was still in the elevator. Yeah, he cut Tom cut the power off, and uh, Paul was still going up in the elevator. And it's like kind of the process of it switching over to the backup power. So eventually it gets rolling again, but for a second you think, I thought he was just stuck and he was going to have to like climb out and shit. <laughs> Leave all the patients. Just yeah, look, 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 stop, stop. There's like, like administrators holding like paperwork files. They're running out. <laughs> And everybody's, like, scurrying out. Like, they gotta leave now. Like, they're going outdoors and, and back entrances and shit. And, like, literally, like, they've turned off the respirator and everything. Like, Christy's... Like, everybody's running out of this hospital in a panic. And Christy Swanson's dead body is just laying in a <laughs> hospital bed. So she really is, like, literally... Before she was brain dead. Which, I mean, if you're brain dead, like, you're pretty much never gonna wake up. But if you're on life support, I, I I take it that your body's still technically alive, you know, because it's breathing for you and all that. I but, like this reaction of the guy of the of the paper boy, like, because that's how you really would react to like the, a dead body right there, you know, like. Yeah. He's like, "Hello, dude. Like, do you realize what you're doing?" Yeah, I gotta I gotta say I, the thing that kind of made me want to just rewatch this movie was I heard another podcast talk about it and it's like they they weren't talking about any of the shit that we're talking about now um that part grossed me over he's like i'm gonna throw up and he was like Bleh. he was like ready to yeah die. he's getting thrown around in the <laughs> back like, of that van but like but these fuckers they claim on their podcast that they zoom in on everything they didn't zoom in on shit because there's like so much more about this movie but the thing that surprised me was like they were talking about how terrible all these actors yeah. are because, like, there's not really a lot of famous actors in this movie. Yeah. But I gotta say, watching this, I thought everybody was good. Yeah, I didn't think, I mean... Like, like even... I mean, we, we kind of keep calling him the paperboy and shit, but like <laughs> you said, like, the reaction and everything was good from, yeah. like, from the guy. And right here, he's just like, damn, this shit's fucking nuts. <laughs> like, he just, like, the way he's reacting is how you would seeing somebody yeah. doing this crap. Yeah. yeah, he literally put a microchip... Well, it's not just a microchip. It's like it's like a bunch of spikes that go down into the brain. Yeah. And he explains that it has a self-powered battery in there. Battery-powered, self-contained computer. Yeah. But um, I thought this was actually good, too, how he explains it. He says, you know, a pacemaker is for your heart. Well, this this is, like, for there for your brain. Yeah. And it's going to rewire all the damaged portions of our brain and stuff, you know, if there's anything left over in there. So... 
I mean, for an outlandish, totally unbelievable concept, I I thought they actually kind of <laughs> framed science. it in a you know <laughs> the they, science was legit. <laughs> yeah, they kind of framed it in a way where you kind of believe maybe this could happen. At least suspend your the disbelief. science fiction was legit. <laughs> yeah. And I like this reaction too that the guys he's like they're going delirious because they've been up all night cutting this girl's brain open and shit, and he's all like you know laughing because like you're kidding me right like you're gonna turn her brain on with a remote control, yeah, and like there, there's like a funny scene here like when when her leg starts kicking or whatever, and like this is that scene where like the the Tom guy like he like faints kind of he just like oh, falls yeah. on the floor like. I gotta see that again. Yeah, let's watch was, it and try to figure out what so happened. I was so confused when he just, like, fell on floor. Yeah, look, oh, yeah, he faints. Oh, I yeah, he does pass out. Yeah, he, yeah, he faints. <laughs> I didn't see his reaction the first time. Cause, I was just like, why did he, what is he, what is he doing? I thought yeah. he, like, fell down or if something. If you, like, when they start seeing her kicking, if you watch his face, you yeah. realize his eyes kind of go glassy and he falls and faints. Yeah. The other time I was watching the other guy. Yeah. I was watching the leg, because, like... Yeah. When he said, did you see that? I was like, well, we didn't see anything. <laughs> yeah. They, they didn't put the, oh, the hubcaps say VW. Yeah, there's definitely was way. And I have to say, this scene right here, even more than, like, the the actual brain cutting scene or whatever. Oh, my God. Yeah, they almost bang her head on these fucking steps. Oh, yeah, yeah. But to me, this scene, like, <laughs> hit me as, like, more gruesome that they just have her, like, cadaver and they're, like, Taking it out of this van and going, putting her in this like, basically garage shed. Yeah. And then they just lay her down on like some dirty ass like sleeping bag or whatever. <laughs> they tell her I there had to been a take where they smacked her fucking head on something because like <laughs> they were swinging her around like nothing. Well, the sleeping bag wasn't dirty. It eventually was because that's where the mom ended up. Yeah. But I mean, it's just a sleeping bag laying on a bunch of dirty newspapers on a garage floor, like just. Yeah. I mean, you think about that, somebody's remains, you know what I mean? I thought this part was actually pretty cool, how, like, they made you think she was dead for a second. Yeah. This... even I was like, oh, shit. Like, I know. <laughs> when, I, when we first saw it. Because, like... honestly, like, that was, like, the one part of the movie I didn't really remember was, like, the mom at all. Yeah. So I was like, maybe she is dead, like. Yeah. But him, too, the way he's reacting, like, that's what made yeah. me feel like, oh, shit, she really is dead. That's why I feel like a lot of movies, they don't take the opportunity now to like kind of you know get the most out of each moment of the movie and i thought you know they could have just walked in and she could have just been just waking up or whatever but the way they play it off like they actually think she's dead because because the guy did give her like a lot of roofie powder i know he did pour a lot even says i thought you gave her too much (laughs) yeah like it was just like a pound of shit oh my god and then he's even like calling her and she's not responding yeah, they can't get her to wake up. Uh, oh my god. <laughs> I think even I was like, oh my god. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a good moment. I kind of, I mean, obviously she's drugged out, but I kind of think it's funny that, like, she doesn't even question that, like, I mean, she does say, you know, I slept here all night or whatever, but she doesn't even question that they're, like, in the same clothes or, like, <laughs> oh, yeah. Not only in the same clothes, but, like, like they're, they're not wearing jackets, but the one guy's wearing a sweater, and the other guy's wearing, like, a vest, like, and they're all sweating like motherfuckers, too. <laughs> like, yeah. like, she doesn't even question, like, like, what, are, you know, like, like, if they were just sitting See, around, like, well, she says, what have you been up to? Just fooling around. <laughs> yeah. 
But I guess she's too drugged out to notice, like, how hinky they're acting or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> and then this part. Hey, man, don't tell anybody that we just dragged dead bodies from the hospital, okay? <laughs> yeah. Okay. You know, like, one thing that I thought was really good in the story, too, honestly, is, is like, obviously this kid, like, he, he you know... Because the whole thing was he was just helping Paul because Paul said, hey, you owe me, you know, because of what happened with BB and all that. Yeah, I was going to say, what does he owe him for? But yeah, it was for I getting... guess he was the one that wanted him to open the lock. He did. Like, that was all his prank bullshit. So, like, he's trying to, like, be a good friend in a way and, like, pay him back, like, so they can be even. Yeah. But I, the thing I really liked about the story was that, like, the, the kid, Tom, doesn't even want to be friends with him anymore because he's, <laughs> so, he's so creeped out about what they did, you know? Yeah. He's like, I'm out of here. <laughs> like, that shot where he rode away on the bike, it definitely sold it as, like, a backlot. Because there's, like, this giant building in the background. Oh, like he just on, disappeared. Like, on the same street, yeah. But it, like, looks like a school or something. It's just, like, yeah. it's just weird. Or town hall or something. No, she's awake. Yeah. I, like, I, that was, that's the only thing is, and obviously, they, there probably was, like, some extra scenes, and they just cut stuff down to, you know... But, like, I wish there was more scenes like this where, like, he's trying to teach her how to sit up and stuff. And, like, pretty much once once she wakes up, she's, like, just super robotic. And, like, her eyes are super wide. And her (laughs) her hands are, like, in, like, a claw shape. Like, how BBs, like, pinch her hands were. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I mean, obviously all this initial stuff, yeah, I mean, in this situation, yeah, I can see it happening and all that. But I just, for as long as we realize how much longer the movie there is left of the movie, like, I just felt some of it, like, dragged too much. Like, they focused on stuff too much that they could have, like, moved the story along more or something. I don't know. That yeah. was the only thing that I kind of was like, oh, like, it's too bad that they did, took the movie that way, you know? Yeah. Like, See, I was confused here, like, what happened, because, like, the police, like, rushed to, the, like, the drunken dad's house. Like, they never really... Because, like, all, all of a sudden, he's, like, nervous and shit. And I was, like... I was confused why the police were rushing there. But I guess they were just rushing to the house to tell him that his the, that the daughter's body was stolen. Yeah. It's pretty much all I could think of. Like, I thought they were, like, coming to arrest him for murdering her. But, like, nah. But, um... Look at him fake sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> Well, this is what they would always do in movies when you're fake sleeping and have a nightmare. You move your eyes all fast. It's supposed yeah. to be like that rapid eye movement that you have when you dream. Yeah. No, okay, like, as much as, like, the story stories out there about how much the studio, like, made him turn this into a horror movie and he didn't want to or whatever. Never mind, I guess it wasn't that scene, but the... Yeah, okay, it's it's later. I, I'll point it out when it comes out. But he actually did start to rethink, like, maybe I should make this more like a horror movie. And he actually willingly put in the uh, first, like, nightmare dream sequence that's coming up in a little bit, like, in, before the studio even, like, forced him to or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, there was just a lot of, like, this kind of stuff where it was, like, this. <laughs> Her just looking and <laughs> yeah, and it was kind of like 
You like, know, I wish she would have started saying the BB thing, like, now, you know? Yeah. Like, I wish she would have just been doing it now. I think that would have totally probably changed my perspective. Because she has BB's brain and her brain, and it takes, like, a very... It's a little frustrating that it takes so long yeah. that they kind of work in that there's a struggle between BB's personality and her personality. Yeah. And I wish, like, the whole movie kind of would have been about that, like, her trying to come out. Because that's what BB was like. I yeah. mean... He kind of seemed like he was having some weird struggle, too, because, like, the very first time when they encountered the old lady with the shotgun, he was, like, like, he was, like, mad, and, like, he wanted to do something, and the guy kept having to tell him, come on, BB, let's go, like, and so, like, there was that struggle, too, when he was BB, like, it was, and, I mean, it's not like there was a human in him then. (laughs) Yeah. So, like, Yeah. But, like, I, I remember that scene right there, though, when she was looking out the window and she turns and gives, like, like I, I always remember that scene with this movie, like, the weird look she had in her eye. Yeah. I mean, in this scene, like I said, on all the initial stuff, it's gonna make sense, because, like, they're just, like, hashing out, like, what exactly is going on with her and stuff, and, of course, it's because she sees her dad, but... Yeah. Um, just, like, later on in the movie, it just kind of is, like, shh. It's not even really what she's doing. It's like what he's trying to make her do. I guess I don't know. <laughs> like, guess well, I'll point it out. But <laughs> the one thing I will be critical about, and where I wish, like, because this is supposed to be like more of an outright like love story, and like some of the scenes that they cut, like they did have a more full on like romance even in the movie, because like there was like other like kissing scenes and stuff supposedly, mm. but like. One thing that kind of, like, wanted more of or didn't feel satisfied with was, like, he, like, reanimates her and then, like, he spends no fucking time with her. Yeah. He just always, like, stashes her in the garage, in the attic, whatever. Yeah, I think that's one of the things that I was kind of like, well, what's what was the point of bringing her to life if you're not even going to, like, weird science with her, you know? But, yeah, I just wanted, like, more scenes. And, like, he never, like... I just wanted more scenes of him basically, like, trying to get to her, her to remember, like, who she was. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, those houses down there seem way too grand to be in, like, a normal neighborhood. <laughs> the one on the end looks like fucking, like, Monster's house or something. <laughs> it did. Okay, here's, here's where shit starts getting real. The drunk dad next door, he wakes up, he's all sweaty... Having nightmares because yeah. he knows he killed his daughter. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, that, it turns out that the house is, like, all hot and shit. It's, like, 100 degrees in there. And we'll get to this here as he goes downstairs. They have, like... Oh, that's why he was, because it was... Yeah. Like, I thought it was just because he was so drunk he woke yeah. up all sweaty. Yeah. And he's wearing a sweater. It, 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 I have to say, like... Like, everybody's, like, wearing sweaters and shit, and this looks like it's in the dead of summer. <laughs> like, you're really outside. It looks like the dead of summer. So, yeah, he sees all the, the, the smoke and shit coming. They, like, I thought this was super bizarre. Yeah, well, he's like, hello, and it's like, uh, there's a fucking, can't you see the flames burning in your house? Like, where yeah. are you talking about who's there and all this shit? Yeah, and, like, like they have, actually, a coal furnace. I never even knew people... I mean, obviously, I'm sure they probably did, like, in the 1800s and shit. But I didn't know people had Ooh. coal furnaces in houses. <laughs> yeah, there's a... that. That's what's funny, too. He, he finds a bottle of bourbon on the stairs and goes to grab it. And he starts salivating over it. Yeah. And then the hand comes out and pulls him down. And he falls down the steps. I thought that was creepy. It was. <laughs> the way the hand came out. 
<laughs> so it's like, I think it's definitely like the mixture of the two brains here. Like you have Sam's memory of how she died, but you have BB's vengefulness because <laughs> BB was already dead when she got killed. Yeah. So it's not like he knew about it, you know what I mean? And like it's kind of weird too that she just kills the dad like right away. He it seems like he should have been like the main guy, main villain who got killed at the end or something. Yeah. I'm trying to think if there were any scenes where BB saw her or was around when like they were talking about the bruises or whatever, but I don't think he I don't think he was. I mean, I I don't and I don't think he'd be smart enough to notice the bruises on her arm and shit, you know. No, but to hear the boy say like, yeah. "Oh, you know, like, Unless there was some, Dang. like, cut scene. <laughs> you can look at his face. Oh, shit. <laughs> she throws the shovel like a javelin. <laughs> he knows he's fucked now. Oh, my God. With her little crab lobster. Crab, oh, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Too bad. <laughs> and I, I definitely get why they, they pulled, like, oh. the robotic motion thing with her. This was awesome where she bends his hand completely back. <laughs> like that that was that was hardcore. I've seen him in other stuff. Really? Yeah. He has a very familiar face. Yeah. This was one of the the scenes they reshot. Um I wanna say originally she electrocuted him somehow. Mm. But they made this more gruesome death where she chokes Ooh. him, throws him up against the fire, so he's all getting burned Ooh. furnace, he's all getting burned. Cracked his neck. And then she's gonna put him face first in the furnace. I thought this was funny how, like, he just runs back from that same direction. It was, like, so obviously fake. Because <laughs> it wasn't even, like, a, you know, like a different setup, a different shot of him coming back. It's just, like, the same shot. He just runs back in the frame. Now he sees the black coal smoke coming out. Of their house, so he knows something's wrong over there. He sees all the fire coming out. Not the fire, the smoke coming out. I have to say, it's pretty gruesome when uh, he comes in here and uh, goes down in the basement and sees that guy just laying face first in the furnace, his face all burned off. Yeah, that was pretty gnarly looking. I thought it was cool. <laughs> Says that guy was in Superboy. The the main guy? The dad. Oh, the dad? Yeah. I'm trying to think. Maybe I haven't seen him yet. He does look familiar. There's only one episode. Does it say what season it was? Just series one episode, 1991. Okay, that was one of the later seasons, and I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, this, this... And that was another thing they said, like, when they... You know, reshot this to show the, like the dad's burnt face. They said that was also like Freddy Krueger. <laughs> they wanted that like Freddy Krueger. The face or like the movie? Like yeah, just like the face all burned up. Like, 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 and it is weird when you look into it that there's like a burnt face, abusive dad who's yeah. kind of like a Freddy Krueger type. <laughs> then there's all the nightmares and stuff in it. Yeah, I don't. Enemy Mind, didn't we watch that? Or not yet? Mm-mm. Desperado TV movie. I don't know, I thought I'd seen him in something before. 
when he was making that ah with his mouth open. I yeah. Didn't look like he looked familiar. It's kind of like a Xander Berkeley type. He was in Merrill's place, but I don't remember. You know what I think he's? I'm thinking of mm. that dude that in that Angel episode we just watched, where I was telling you about how the guy was like taking out his eyeball. Oh yeah, yeah. that guy. Yeah. I think that's what I'm thinking of. So the big cover up for the dead dad is they, the the guy Paul he puts the body in the coal like shoot covers him with coal. I, I don't even get what that was supposed to do compared to just letting him like lay in the fire or whatever. <laughs> like I mean, it just it hide just is just to hide his body away. But for how long? It's like somebody's gonna know. Like after this motherfucker don't show up to work, like somebody's gonna call. They're they're gonna find out body so quick. <laughs> He's a kid. He doesn't know. <laughs> He's not a criminal. He's just trying to hide away his uh, crimes. I think they could have just, like, walked out of there and left less evidence than trying to put that guy in a cold shoot. I think I know why I recognize him. Okay. He was in that TV show, The Pretender. Okay, I With remember. the guy that can, like, yeah. be anything he wants or whatever. Yeah. I think he's, like, the main doctor that made him that way or something. Okay. I know I recognize him from something. I was like, his face is so familiar. That show was on for years. Yeah, it was. And they made a movie I just saw. Did they? Yeah, I didn't know. A TV movie. That's a big thing, too, is, like, obviously it makes sense, this older lady, but, like, back then in the 80s, like, people were always watching the super oldest movies on television <laughs> yeah. back then. I couldn't tell what they were watching, too, but when they were watching the TV with the mom, him and the paper boy, too, yeah. they were watching something old, it looked like. Well, I mean, it looks old now, but maybe it was, maybe it wasn't when they were supposed to be It was only 20 years old then. Damn, that dude's grabbing on his pastrami sandwich. It looks good as hell, too. (laughs) Because the old lady calls the cops, she's like, I see the dead girl in the, in the window across the street. And they're like, yeah, yeah. Like, whatever, (laughs) He's like, I'm eating my pastrami sandwich. (laughs) He's like, just let me eat. (laughs) Rhoda. Is that what she's watching? I guess so. <laughs> yeah, I gotta say, like, well, I mean, first of all, like, I, as uneven and kind of weird as it is in places, I mean, I I liked this movie. I liked watching it again. But, like, I listen to so many, like, and I won't say, call them out by name, but it's like, all these fuckers have, like, thousands and thousands of listeners and, like, they watch these old movies and they hate every single one of them that they watch. And, like, I don't get it. If you notice the dialogue on the show she was just watching, it was basically explaining how you were saying, why did he put him in the coal? Yeah. And she, like, the scene between those two, she's saying, you can't wash blood off the stick or whatever. Yeah. He's like, they'll find it or whatever. Like, it was exactly yeah. what's happening. It's like this weird guy telling this little girl about how they find blood and all that kind of shit. She's trying to say, I think she was the one trying to say, you can't hide it. Like So it's like basically the same thing with that boy. It's like he's trying to hide away the body. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, her gate's open. I thought that was a cool callback, though, when she just knows how to open the lock because it's basically BB's brain. Yeah. You know? She has the same powers and shit that the robot had. Wait, I didn't even think of that. <laughs> and this is a good... See, like... Like, this is, like, the Fangoria money shot. Yeah. And, like, Wes Craven complained. Like... The scary bouncing ball. I know. In (laughs) slow motion, too. 
who did it first. Yeah. <laughs> but like, um, like this was the scene that they had all over Fangoria, and then Wes Craven complained that like MPA made it cut it down. But I think it's still really gory. When really, it, it was worse than what's in here. What the, yeah, he wow. said he wanted it to keep going on and on. Like the the body kept running around or whatever. Wow. Like I think it even kind of goes on a little too long already. Yeah. Uh, unless somehow this is the uncut version compared to when it came in theaters, but I thought this version was pretty graphic. Yeah, it was. So basically what happens is, you know, there's all, like, the creeping around in the house. Like, the old lady don't know who's who's there or whatever. And the basketball's bouncing around. <laughs> in the original cut of the movie that they claim was so gentle and not a horror movie at all... Um, you see parts of it in the trailer, but, but Sam pushes her through the front door, mm. and, like, she, like, breaks in half, like, basically the door breaks in half, and then she, like, front half of her body, like, falls out or somehow. What the heck? And they, and I'll have to look for it, but when they bring her corpse out later, they claim that, um, you can see where the door was broke, you know, uh, from the original version of the scene. Uh, so, yeah, so Sam grabs her, throws her against the wall, uh, and this is the famous basketball to the face scene that makes her head literally oh. fucking explode into a million pieces Bang. pretty good special effect yeah and then right here it kind of becomes a guar oh. concert with like this headless body <laughs> running around right now this would be odorous oh my god like fucking time to be screaming oh. and chopping heads off and she was twitching oh and, and they cut to the bb robot vision like, see, like, the the door is, like, completely, like, intact there. And then later, like, they use some of the footage from the original version of the scene. Yeah, they do uh, sh- show the scene where they're taking her body out. Yeah. And, and it's very clear, like, under the blanket or whatever, that the body still has a head in that version. Like, I did notice that. I was like, but her head's gone. Like, why did you put it in? It's because it was from the scene. Okay, so this is the scene I was talking about earlier zoom in for real not a fake zoom in <laughs> this was actually the the one dream sequence that Wes Craven himself like put in before the test screen and everything where he was like oh maybe we do need some more horror and I have to say it's really good because the basketball rolls in <laughs> and then you think the basketball is somehow moving around underneath the guy's uh, blanket. I didn't know what was going on in this scene. <laughs> yeah it's it's very creepy though the way that it moves underneath there. It kind of reminds me of the uh, uh, Conjuring movies. Yeah, yeah, you know what it actually does? It does look like those... Ugh, it looks so creepy. I don't even know what's going to happen and it still looks weird. So he eventually <laughs> pulls this thing back and it's it's the... This is a nightmare uh, sequence. It's the the dead, uh, abusive dad's burn-up Freddy face. Don't do it. <clears throat> and then this is very Freddy-like where he jumps up out of the, the bed. Yeah. Like that, see, that's like that's really like Nightmare on Elm Street shit right there. Yeah, <laughs> I did actually thought the scene with her too in her room was. Mm-hmm. I think all the nightmare stuff in the movie actually works really well, yeah. and like I think it makes sense because the ending to this movie is super atrocious, and <laughs> Jeez. and it is, and, and like that's the reason, like why. Um, <laughs> why tell us how you really feel? Yeah, no, but that, that's seriously the reason why everybody <laughs> says that this is like a terrible, terrible movie is that ending. Yeah. 
And that ending, by the way, was literally the, the, I can't remember the guy's name now, like, maybe it was like Mark Canton or something. Mm. It was like the head of the studio told Wes Craven to do that. Oh. And Wes Craven even said later when, when he got interviewed about the ending, he's like, oh, he's like, oh, that's the head of the studio right there. He's like, don't blame me. Wait. Why is this kid always sweating buckets? He's stressed. <laughs> But I kind of like the nightmare sequences, though, because, like... She's like, I'm here. It kind of fits into the theme of, like, when you're stressed out and having nightmares and stuff. Yeah. So, like, I mean, maybe this is just my wishful thinking, but it, to me, it totally fits in with the theme of the movie. Like, that terrible ending, because it, it literally makes no sense. Like, it's physically impossible what happens in that ending scene could happen. <laughs> so, like, to me, that's just another nightmare sequence. And it even feels like a nightmare, because it doesn't, you know... Yeah. And I think even Wes Craven, when he was shooting it, oh. he, he knew how bad it was. So, yeah, Sam keeps poking out the back door while he's trying to distract the mom. Again, good tension. This is all good stuff. It works good. I wonder why she didn't notice that he's wearing shoes in the middle of the night. Uh, yeah, he is a weirdo, and he's always sweating. <laughs> Again, dead of summer, he wants to be wearing sweatshirts and shit. <laughs> I have to say, like, that was like that a lot in, like, 80s movies. Everybody wearing sweatpants and shit. And, like, I don't really remember in the 80s people wearing sweatpants and stuff nonstop, being all <laughs> sweaty all the time. I remember the sweatshirts. But he's just, like, short sleeve. Yeah. So this is where he puts her up in the attic. Flower. Once again, dumping her somewhere. Yeah, flowers in the attic. I mean, if he was really in love with her, wouldn't he, like, make a bed up there and, like, sleep next to her and, like, check on her? And, like, you know what I mean? Like That's what I was saying. Like, he doesn't, like, that's what I said. He doesn't, like, weird science her at all. Like, yeah. Where he's, like, always trying to be all around her or whatever. I mean, she's... I kind of like this part of the story where she's starting to show emotion now and be sad because mm. she's starting to kind of like realize a little bit <laughs> like what she is, you know what I mean? And the way people treat her. What is the, is the coloring around her eyes and her nose supposed to be like her death look? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like she's dead or whatever. And, uh, and the, from what I read in the book, in the, in the book, she's like, pre- like really like a rotting corpse, you know oh. what I mean? Yikes. So yeah, it's supposed to just be like. Because, I mean, he never feeds her food. He never, like, like how does he expect her to be alive? Like I didn't notice that part where he said something about getting her a blanket or something. Oh, there's her body. We missed the door. Yeah, I missed the door. It was a um, quick scene. And he says, you still sleep, don't you? Like, I never noticed. Yeah. I didn't notice that he asked her that. Yeah, yeah, I noticed that he said that. And this is a good scene, too, because, like, the whole neighborhood is coming. And it's funny that the Tom guy comes flying up on his bike, and like he now he's realizing what happened and that there's been like all kinds of murders and shit. Ooh. Yeah. And the, Were they in her house? Ha- weren't they in his house? Yeah. yeah. But Ooh, there he goes again. <laughs> but but it was like the old man is saying like yeah, Elvira said she saw him in the in the you know. But I mean both houses are across the street whatever yeah. and it's just like a third hand thing so he's so sickened by that guy i know he's like Ugh, i'm out of here you're sick i like that part of the story though that he's just like he's like fuck like like i just need That's to stay away from you shit. yeah <laughs> yeah 
<laughs> and, like, he comes back later and, like, you know, calls him out on it and shit, but... Yeah. Well, this one's cool with the painting. Yeah. Always cool, uh, kids' bedrooms. Yeah, like, why were things decorated so cool? Now everything's always so boring and nobody, like, the kids have no personality. Yeah. It's just, like, the whole bedroom set from, like, Target or something. Ikea. <laughs> they film it in Ikea to save time. They buy all the stuff from, like, <clears throat> the home store or whatever <laughs> to decorate it. Put signs up that say, fun, family, those generic words. Oh, that's the best. Love, <laughs> yeah. family, life, yeah. <laughs> Who puts that shit in their house? <laughs> I like the poster that just says ballooning and has hot air balloons on it. That's awesome. She's still a robot. She's still super robot. See, like, I like the robot shit when she first came back, but I feel like they should have kind of dropped it a little sooner <laughs> than they did. But I, I have to say, I love this scene because here she finds... The picture of her, Ooh. Paul, and BB, and she's, she sees the three of them together, and then she looks in the mirror and finally sees herself. And I, I thought this was, like, interesting, because it's, like, you don't really know, like, what's... And she gets pissed and knocks everything out of the dresser, but, like, like, you don't really know what's going on in that scene, because is it dead Sam realizing she's dead, or is it BB realizing now that he's in a human body? You know what I mean? I thought it was BB because of the way her hands are, but I, yeah. mean, I guess she's kind of like that the whole time. But then she's like crying. Yeah. When he comes, when he comes back, where is he right now? Yeah, he's he's oh, not there. I'm home. Yeah, he just walks in. I was like, where was he? <laughs> Why does he have some dry cleaning? <laughs> Oh, because she sent him out to get milk and dry oh. clean. And he says he forgot the milk. Oh. Oh, and the bread. Yeah. That's what it was, the bread. <laughs> but yeah. It, and I thought that was a great moment, too. Because when the mom hears her upstairs, you, you think, like, oh, shit, she's going to go upstairs and get killed. See, now he's like, what the hell is wrong with you? It's like, well, dude, she's a fucking, like, dead person that girl you brought back to robot life. that's, like, conflicted. Don't you know? You're the one that created it. I know. <laughs> See, like, I, I just wish there was a way to have more scenes like this in the movie. Yeah. To to show more, like, the development of her coming back. And, and, and like, I like that whole duality of, like, you don't know who's in there, her, BB, or combination of She's, like, both. trying to kiss him right there. Yeah. Don't you move. I'm leaving again. <laughs> well, like, they really, like, make it clear in the ending scenes that... It's a combination between BB and Sam, like yeah, breaking. Division. Yeah, yeah. That's the only time you really get it. Like right here, she seems like her because she's yeah. crying, and like she was trying to kiss him. Like I really wish there had been more scenes of her going back and forth and them trying to get you know her real personality out. Yeah. Like that was that was like a really interesting part of the story. I think they could have done more with. I actually thought this part here with the guy, like, literally going crazy. Yeah. <laughs> like, I thought that was interesting, too, because it's, like, in, like, any kind of science fiction or horror or whatever, like, I mean, in horror, I guess, they're just mostly, like, running away, and they actually do believe that they exist because they see them. But with, like, just any kind of movie or fantasy or whatever, like, everyone just kind of sees it and accepts it. You never really see a character who's, like, having a hard time dealing with it, yeah. you know? Like... It's, it's interesting. So I thought this is interesting. Like, we never really saw this before, but, like, 
I guess the mom is like a secretary, or maybe she's like a doctor too, like at the university or whatever. She works yeah. there. She looks like she might be some sort of receptionist or something. Yeah. Like they just gave her a job so they could have the Wonder Kid come there. <laughs> yeah. So he's trying to he's trying to win Tom back over. Oh, I was like, who's that guy? <laughs> yeah. I didn't know there was, was notice a poster. The there. poster. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's a poster of Beethoven. Either Beethoven box somebody like that. See, like, just like this, how, like, he's always leaving her, and then yeah. she's always gone. Like, that kind of, like, started, like, like this, and, like, I don't know. Like, I just, that's where I was kind of like, all right, already, like, let's have some real interactions here. Stop being with this, like, yeah. you know, running away, scared thing. It's just, I don't know. <laughs> and then he wants to come and act normal and be like, oh, look who's here. Look, look. And it's like, yeah. she's freaking out. Did you see she's like transitioning here? Like, it just, I don't know. Like, he seemed so much kinder with BB. And then once yeah. it was her, it was like, he's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> and it's supposed to be like a macabre, like, love story. You think you'd be more in love with her, like. And I don't really get that impression, yeah. like, for, for you saying that, like, that's what the book was like and how yeah. it was supposed to be. Like, I don't get that at all. I just get that he's too preoccupied. It's more of, like, he's, it is, like, the Dr. Frankenstein thing, because it's, like, what's really scary about this movie is him. Yeah. You know? Like, he's just so mesmerized by what he did, but he doesn't realize, like, he turned his, his friend, you know, supposed to be his girlfriend, but really in this whatever version of the movie it's yeah it's more i mean they did kiss one time but it's not like yeah. they were super expressing love for each other but ever. since she's been like back alive or whatever like he hasn't held her hand like that nothing. in any way yeah. yeah so to me like that's what makes it because look look at the extent he goes to like he's the scary one yeah. you know he's just like in denial about her murder everybody too so like that was a pretty it was short but that was a pretty good little drag down knock down fight that Tom and Paul head there, like, all over the floor. Yeah. Then the mom comes in, sees his busted nose. She's like, what the hell? And I thought this was, like, an interesting, like, way to do this scene. Is like, all hell of the movie pretty much breaks loose. Because, yeah. like, like he, he's screaming how he's going to go tell the police. And the mom's right there hearing everything. Yeah, and the mom's, like, not sure what's going on, but she's just, like, you know. Oh. And all of a sudden, like, <laughs> Sam comes diving out of the, the second story window. Yeah. And, like, literally he's going to murder him, too. Oh, my gosh. So this is the first time she's seeing her. Yeah. The oh mom gets knocked silly. See, like, I think that's what makes it scary is him. Like, he's yeah. the deadly friend. <laughs> yeah, he actually is the deadly friend. <laughs> oh, man. Do it. Put him out of his misery. Yeah, she starts <laughs> choking him because he's trying to stop her. She just goes, like, running. Pretty much, like, the whole rest of the movie is her, like, running through the town. Don't bother the cat. Mm-mm. <laughs> He's like, don't move me off here. <laughs> That's what I see. <laughs> see, this is where she starts She starts becoming herself because she notices, like, she goes from the claw hands. Oh, did I Yeah, she was looking at her hands, hands and she was like, like, Going they're like the claws. Normal. And then yeah. she, like, made them normal. And she's like, she's kind of like, what's going on? Kind of. Yeah. 
Oh, I thought this was kind of funny though how convenient this was that all of a sudden the bully shows up. <laughs> He's just riding along when this guy's running across the street. Right? Yeah, like the one time this fucking nerd guy that like, goes like <laughs> running around the town, all of a sudden the the biker guy sees him. And it's totally not him, but you know who like this fucking uh, biker bully remind me of? Remind me of Scott Valentine, the guy from Family Ties. Remember we watched My Demon Lover? Yeah. Totally looks like that guy. That's funny. Where's little BB now? Stop talking about him. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's got an evil laugh. Super evil. <laughs> yeah. Although the nerd guy does like get the nerve to like start fighting back. Cause he's turning crazy. Like that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like yeah, he's turning to the real Doctor Frankenstein. He's the one that really went. Yeah. Oh, he's some uh, cardboard boxes to throw people. Dang, into. that dude's really taking them stuff. Yeah, this is for some reason. There's some shockingly good fist fights oh, in this movie. Damn, he's good. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Here he's he's stomping Paul. And then obviously you know what's going to happen next. Baby. Sam. She shows up and actually says BB. Baby. Baby. <laughs> there's like a techno, I mean, it kind of sounds like a rap song, but it's not a rap song, but there's a, at the end of the credits, there's a whole song that's like, baby. I know, it was on the DVD. Yeah, it's on the menu. I kept meaning to tell you like ever since that day, because you had left the menu playing for a while. Oh my god, that song was like stuck in my head like for a couple days after that, after we watched it. <laughs> that night when I was trying to go to sleep, I was like hearing, baby, baby. <laughs> I, I was hearing more like the scary oh. version where he's like, baby. <laughs> so yeah, so she comes up, she picks oh up the bully. God. Like obviously he's probably on some wires and shit, but I thought this was cool how superhuman strange she is. She picks up, she just like throws him. Oh. Probably 20 feet. Oh, it, it was super, like, sped up, like, Supergirl, too. <laughs> Christy Swanson would have been a good Supergirl as well. But, um, yeah, throws her in, uh, the cops pull up and the bully lands on the windshield and, like, he's pretty much dead just from getting thrown on that windshield. <laughs> I think he does die. He looks dead here. Yeah. Because his head's all bleeding. Dang. She must have thrown him 30 feet. Crazy. I like how they like reuse shots too. Like they just run down the alley and then shot him run down the alley. It's kind of funny how she just like runs into like the town square. <laughs> Not actually use the stunt person for it. Probably too dangerous for a sixteen year old. <laughs> yeah, speaking of which, they they had to have, she wasn't eighteen, so like how the hell did they film this while the child labor laws and shit? <laughs> Did they get a special waiver from our parents or something? It probably wasn't that late at night. If they're on a set. Dang. I mean, I guess there are, like, large chunks where she's not in the movie that much. So, like, maybe, like, when she filmed, like, she would just do, like, a couple hours each day, you know? Yeah. Again, back to his backlot street. <laughs> he always runs in from that direction, too, <laughs> if you notice. Like, before when he ran and came back, he's always running. He never comes from the other end of the street. Yeah. Like sometimes you can look it up And I couldn't find the information I mean I know this is on the Warner Brothers back lot But I feel like some of these houses Were so familiar <laughs> Like like I had seen them in other movies You know Yeah. 
I mean, you've seen tons of movies, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's a lost art because they always want to shoot something in like some state or some country where they get tax credits. They don't film on the back lots that much anymore. Canada. Yeah, I think that's a lost art. Like these these backstage, like a whole neighborhood. That's fucking impressive. And yeah. Houses you can go into and stuff. He can help us. Yeah, she's trying to convince him that, you know, you can be normal again or whatever. But, I mean, realistically, even if, like, she did, like, snap out of it and just started being Sam all of a sudden. Yeah, this is where she starts going from BB vision to seeing normal. So, it's kind of like switching in between BB being in control and her being in control. But even if she could go back to normal, I mean, the cops are just going to put her in jail forever for these murders, right? (laughs) I would think so. Yeah. And, and like, I kind of wonder, unless, like, they had some evidence that he helped cover up the murders, too. Like, I don't think they would believe for a second that he really did that operation on her. Like, even though that brain's in her head, I just don't think they would believe it. Yeah. Now the cops show up. And, like, there was some debate, like, here or whatever. Oh, my God. Like, maybe I'm wrong, because I read all this shit late at night, but I think the book ends with her, like, falling through the ice in a pond, and him falling in two, and they both die. Wow, really? I think so. I could just... Yeah, I think that's how they set the book in, but... So, yeah, so, like, she's cutting back and forth between BB and her, and the cops are all, like, ready to shoot her, and then she... It's It's kind of like she sees him wrestling with the cop. Yeah, she's. You can tell she's human again there. Yeah, and then BB takes over and gets mad, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, she's going robot again, and like some people were saying that, like, okay. yeah, she goes full robot. I always, I always remember this part of the movie too, where she comes running at the camera in slow motion, because hmm. it's so weird and unnatural. <laughs> but it's like some people were saying that it was like BB basically committing suicide. But why? Like, I guess he just didn't want to be trapped in that weird body or whatever. But, or sharing control or whatever. I got it just more that, because how BB was so defensive of him. And that he saw how the cops were handling him. So he just was trying to, like, protect him. And he always did, like, seem, like, pretty indestructible. Like, I don't think he was worried about even getting shot. Hmm. See, I think the movie would be, like, so much better if it ended right here. Yeah. <laughs> and it, 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 it and you can tell this was supposed to be the ending because the way the camera pulls back. Yeah. That's Remember, that's how movies always ended. They did the shot and then the credits start coming up. Yeah. But instead, we get this tacked-on bullshit. <laughs> We're also in the coroner's or they got her dead body there. Yeah. On the second viewing, like, I didn't come out of it feeling as disappointed. I mean, maybe because I was familiar with what was going to happen. But, yeah, like, I mean, the first time I watched it, it was this ending part. I was like, what? Like, after all that and they left it so vague, I think that's what I said to you. (laughs) And, like, yeah. And, I mean, I get that movies weren't as literal in the 80s as they are now. I mean... Trust me, I grew up in the era watching those movies. And I always did remember this ending as a kid. Like, it didn't... 
obviously the ending didn't bother me as a kid because when you're a kid, you, like you don't question stuff. Yeah. But like the emotional intent and everything was like you know, it's it's all about him accepting death, and then when she dies for the second time, and this part he's like going to steal her body again. I mean, obviously he believes he can resurrect her again somehow. But here she starts choking him. It, this part, like, it just seems so, like, And this weird. stupid special effect, her rubbery face splits apart, and there's, like, an evil, like, BB mask underneath <laughs> it, and her arms rip apart and have robot arms, which, like... And it's not even, like, the real BB face either. No. It's, like, it, it, it does look like a special effect that they, they made, like, in a day or something. Yeah. The mask and everything. Baby. Baby. Maybe. Yeah, that's how that's how it ends. <laughs> but like, the, the, that that is frustrating. But like, I mean, there's just no way that could happen. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, there's, a, I mean, her her the inside of her body was not turning into a robot. Yeah. Like that just wasn't fucking happening. Like, yeah. so I mean, to me, that's just like a, a a dream sequence. Yeah. And if there was like no other dream sequence, I could see being like, oh, you're just making that up, but. I mean, just think about it logically. Like, Look, she had a mind coach. <laughs> oh, yeah. For yeah. her robot movement. Yeah, I, I did read about that. She worked with the mime. <laughs> I have to say, I could teach somebody how to do those robot hands in about five minutes. <laughs> oh, but she was also moving her head. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. Like, like, like this movie is very uh, pissed upon and stuff. <laughs> And, you know, Wes Craven's kind of funny, too, because he's made some true, like, stone-cold classics, like Last House on Left and Nightmare on Elm Street, obviously. But um, there's some movies that he made that, like, a lot of people don't like and stuff. And this is, like, really one of the ones that gets a lot of shit. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, I also forgot to say that Charles Fleischer was the voice of B.B., who later would do Roger Rabbit. Uh, he also had, a, like, a small part in uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, so that's probably how oh. Wes Craven knew him, but, like... Yeah, like big voice actor guy, and like literally, they got him to come in and be like, "Baby, baby," <laughs> like they're like, baby. "Say it two hundred different baby. ways, baby, <laughs> baby, baby." Like he's probably more some, like two ways. I don't think they really yeah. said it that different. <laughs> well, it's just like it really, uh, like honestly, it really was the original I am Groot. Yeah, <laughs> because he says it like in a lot of different like like times yeah. like of like what's going on that's his language but it's crazy to me that warner brothers would want to put out a movie with such a terrible ending like <laughs> like it was just it's but just a, i think it's probably just has a lot to do with the kind of horror that was out at the time and you know you know even as a kid i got tired of those fucking endings because it was like the movie ends it's done if it's a movie where like the monsters defeated they're defeated yeah. and at the end there's always like a little egg that hatches or some yeah. bullshit like that always happened in every horror movie well they do that now too i noticed actually the last couple horror movies we watched, maybe because it's the you know, it was the conjuring ones but like, I noticed, too, a lot of the horror movies do that thing where, like, after the thing is defeated or whatever... It keeps going. Then they, like, there'll be, like, a quiet scene and then it'll, like, scream in the speakers or something like it's still alive or... Or the credits yeah. will roll and then at the end of the credits you hear the thing making the noise or whatever. Yeah. It's like, oh, is it really dead? Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. It's like, it better be because I just sat through 90 minutes of... 
intention of and then saw him die in the end. Like, but it's it's like I don't know. It's just like it's frustrating because like there is a good ending to this movie. Like yeah. where she's flashing back and forth between the robot and her, and then she runs and gets shot, and then you know she dies in his arms, and then just to flush that down the toilet, be like, oh no, some <laughs> rubber mask bullshit, like. And, like, honestly, the special effects in this movie, I think, are really good until you get to that end part yeah. and that rubber mask tears apart and has the BB face or whatever. I think at the very least, to at least save that, they could have at least shown him, like, the last shot could have been, like, him in his bed, like, yeah. getting startled awake. Yeah. I think I think that probably would have saved that ending a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. I mean, I would have gotten something more, like... Like, just to end it on like a sad, desperate note. Like, show him actually trying to steal her body again, and be oh, yeah. and be like, I can make it work this time. Like, whatever, you know. Yeah. Like, if you gotta go, but I mean, but I was that seems too emo. <laughs> yeah, for they, the time. Yeah, they. I mean, the. I mean, the head of the studio followed up that ending, so they just wanted the Carrie esque yeah. jump scare bullshit. Yeah. But just the special effect didn't work. Logically, didn't make sense. <laughs> I mean, you. you Fuck! It's got to be a nightmare. It's so bad. Yeah. But yeah, so 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 I, you know, especially you know, I wanted to revisit this movie again, because I never like disliked it. Like I saw it when it came out. You know, I saw it at the theater or whatever. So like, I was really surprised how much it held up. And yeah, like if you do the research online, there's just all this negativity about like, well, what's Craven wanted to do this, and they made him do this, and it's like. A lot of the stuff that was reshot, though, it, it wasn't, like, like the deaths were gorier, the extra juicy. Like, the new stuff, aside from the ending, which I just spent 20 minutes bitching about, aside from that <laughs> ending, you know, I don't think the new stuff really was bad or hurt the movie. Yeah. Maybe just, like, the movie should have kept some of the deleted scenes that, you know for the story or whatever. Yeah. Because it does seem like, from what I read, there was some more... Um, like, character scenes and gone more into their relationship or whatever. Well, I have to say, though, with this second viewing, and then I guess maybe, like, watching it without the sound or whatever, like, it totally gave me a different perspective, how I kept saying, like, the actual kid seems more like the deadly friend, you know? Yeah. Like, I saw He's that... He's a real dangerous one. Yeah, like, I saw that more in this viewing than I did the first time, like, well really because i didn't even really think of that the first time you know but this time it just was like so obvious to me like damn he's the bad guy because <laughs> i mean he re you know it's like i always see one thing when she kills the dad because the dad killed her and shit but like he really has no remorse for like when she's killing people you yeah. know i mean he do he does obviously try to stop her when she's trying to kill tom and stuff like he does finally draw the line there but like, if 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 they could have got away with covering up her dad's death and the old lady's death, I think he would have been fine with it. Yeah, like he just would have, you know, whatever. So yeah, so surprisingly, I I actually kind of give Deadly Friend a thumbs up. I just always remember more than anything. I remember it remember this movie as as a kid because it just had such a weird premise. You know what I mean? Yeah, pretty original premise. And like they made it when it, from the time it came out to the the book to like the movie was only like two years so like they got working on that shit right <laughs> away from that book so obviously the premise was something that everybody thought would be good. This is good too. Like this opening scene, it's actually the old lady watching them, 
I should say the DVD rig restarted. I know, I was going to yeah. say, you need to explain what yeah. we're watching. I know, because I was laughing too at something at the beginning that happened. Because, yeah, it's just the scene where they first pull up to their house because they're moving there. <laughs> yeah. And you just see, like, this hand, like, pull down the blind. Yeah. And I mean, you don't know anything about the old lady or her house or anything, but... I kind of figured it was supposed to be somebody across the street watching. I yeah. thought that was going to be the bad guy. Yeah. So anyway, so yeah, that's Deadly Friend. I really enjoyed it. I really want a good Blu-ray to come out because I don't want to fucking buy this terrible DVD. To be honest <laughs> with you, I want to have it in high definition and you know have have some you know remix soundtrack or something like that. But anyway, I liked it a lot. I liked it okay. It was okay. I was less disappointed with it this time. <laughs> it is one of those movies where it does disappoint you in a lot of ways and leave you wanting more at first yeah but i mean i don't i i think like for me like there's enough positives that i would definitely you know plus i mean let's be honest it's a west craven movie you know i guess that's another thing too like i just know his like when you hear west craven you on you automat your brain automatically goes to one thing you know so yeah i guess that too i was kind of surprised at like at the weirdness of the I can't even say the second half of the movie because when we check the time it's really like the last three quarters of the movie it just yeah. kind of took a turn to something I just really didn't expect that's really what it was like I didn't expect it to go the direction it did mm. so now this time that we watched it and I know I'm more familiar with it like now I got to watch it knowing what know, was it? What was gonna happen? And I had a different perspective of it this time, so I thought it was. I did see a lot more better qualities in it this time than I did the first time. And you know, can never go wrong with early Christy Swanson. <laughs> yeah, let's don't even get into later Christy Swanson, or at least modern day Christy Swanson. I, I I speaking of modern day Christy Swanson, I think <laughs> no, she no, I think she should have not listen. I think she should have played Captain Marvel, because even now at at her age, her and Brie Larson look about the same age. To be honest with you, but yeah, but uh, I definitely she, she would have been the choice for the nineteen nineties version of Captain Marvel. But anyway. Thanks for listening, guys. I know we took a long break off, but I've been watching those download numbers. And you guys are loyal, you guys are faithful, always new people coming. We still get hundreds and hundreds of downloads every month, even when we don't put new shows out. And that's good, because that's what this show's about. It's about history. It's not about what happened in the last five minutes, the latest, greatest, whatever. <laughs> it's about, if you love these movies, you know, firing up the episode, listen to us talk about it. We appreciate it. Watching the good stuff. Watching the good stuff. <laughs> Don't ever let good movies die. Yeah. Bad movies, forget about them. <laughs> like Kylo Ren says, let the past die. Kill it if you have to. Except for the good stuff. Never Don't quote Kylo Ren. Never. Well, we we talked about BB-8. Seems appropriate. Yeah, but I was making fun of BB-8. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, thanks again, guys. And we'll catch you next time on the movie graveyard.